Welcome to Living Well with Dr. Peg, where psychologist Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark explores a variety of mental health, wellness, and safety topics and shares biblically-based psychological strategies for living well and staying safe. Now, here is your host of Living Well with Dr. Peg, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. All right, I see Dave Keita dancing in the engineering booth over there. How are you doing today, Dave? <laughs> Getting I your, love that song. Getting your groove on back there. <laughs> well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark, and we've got Dave Dancing Kita in the booth back there. And we're broadcasting from Denver, Colorado, and we're here every Thursday from 1 to 2 Mountain Time on KLZ 560 AM. And you can also stream the show online at drpegradio.com. And we're streaming live today on Facebook and uh, you've got to be sure to like Dr. Peg on Facebook to get notified of whenever we are going live on Facebook. So uh, send a message to your friends who need to like the, my Dr. Peg page on Facebook so they can watch us today um, if they don't want to listen on the radio or they're not near a radio. Uh, but up next on today's episode, I have a state attorney, Michelle Adams. And Michelle says there are seven gifts your family needs to ensure that your family legacy is strong. And we're going to be talking about these seven gifts today. It's my goal to get through all seven all today. Right. So stay tuned to learn how to keep your family legacy strong. But first, Living Well with Dr. Peg is brought to you by our sponsor, SSI Guardian, who set the new standard in advanced safety education training. Now, everyone needs evidence-based best practices and existing solutions proven to make schools and workplaces safer. And you've got to be careful. There's so many things out there, so many people out there telling you use these products or use these procedures to stay safe. But with SSI Guardian, you're getting the right training, the right equipment, and correct action plans. Contact them today at SSIGuardian.com and tell them that Dr. Pegg sent you. Well, if you're needing an effective action plan for your life and help overcoming the barriers that keep you stuck, you can learn more about my results coaching using a unique approach that's based on the latest psychological research and behavior change principles, and it's all done by telephone, which makes it easy and efficient to experience lasting change in your life. So just go to drpegradio.com to sign up today. Well, my guest today knows how to make estate planning easy and efficient, and she's my estate planner. We just yes. finished working with uh, Michelle, getting our will in place and all of that good stuff. Um, Congratulations. Yes, I know. It's a big deal. It's <laughs> yeah. taken me a few years to get to this point, so I'm really happy about it. So Michelle specializes in estate planning, wills and trusts, family mediation, and really everything you need to leave a lasting legacy for your family and to be family strong, right? Yes. Hashtag family, family strong. strong. <laughs> and that's the title of her upcoming book, Family Strong, Seven Gifts for a Lasting Legacy. So, Michelle Adams, thanks for coming back again. Always a pleasure to see you and have you on the show. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for having me on the show. I'm right. excited. Well, you know how you tell your, your children you're my favorite, but you're, you know, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're one of my favorites, and I have a lot of favorite guests, but you really are one of my Thank you. Favorites. Our secret. <laughs> yes, just our secret. I have a friend, my friend Jackie West, and I just saw her in Dallas. I was there on business the other day. 
and uh, she has a best friend there in Dallas, and they'll be on Facebook, you know, showing love. And I'm like, wait a minute, I thought I was her best right. friend. What's going on here? <laughs> so she posted our picture the other day and said, my Denver BFF. So there you I'll, go. I'll accept that. Yes. yes. <laughs> so there's enough love to go around, Absolutely. Right? So you've got a book coming out later this year. Yes. And tell us the name of that book. So it's Family Strong, Seven Gifts for a Lasting Legacy. All right. Well, I'll be sure uh, to have you back on when the book is released, but we're actually going to give a preview of what readers can expect mm -hmm. when they do read your book. So let's t uh, start out first just by talking about, well, what do you mean by a family legacy? Yes. So often, and I've talked about this before on the show, where people think, oh, well, family legacy, isn't that for families such as the Gates or the Buffets or the mm -hmm. Rockefellers, these well-known prominent families who have a lot of money? And I really want to get away from that thinking, that mindset, and reminding people that if, we, if you have a family, whether it's children, whether it's parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, we have to be intentional about the legacy that we're leaving because this legacy is something, you know, God willing, that will last for generations to come. So we really want to make sure that what we're doing is strategic and intentional. So often we joke about when we have children, we're not given a blueprint, we're not given an instruction book. It's Go home, good luck, and call us with any questions. But the minute you get home, you're, like, overwhelmed with questions. And so my goal is, as it relates to family legacy at least, to identify, for me, what are those seven gifts that families should consider when they want to be intentional about the legacy that they're going to leave to future generations. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about money no. and material wealth, although that is one of the important seven gifts. Yes. We all want those Absolutely. material gifts as well, mm -hmm. but there's just so much more, and we'll get into that. Yes. Now, talk about why this is so uh, particularly important to you. Uh, you gave me kind of an advanced uh, mm -hmm. uh, peek at your outline for your new book, and you talk about the importance of understanding your why. Yes, and so so many of us, you know, we're born into these families and we might have a sense of what the history is or what's what's out there. But for a lot of us, we don't. And I think back with my own family, one side of the family, my mom's side, the maternal side, I knew all my family members, all of my relatives. And that was great. Had a whole bunch of cousins. But on my dad's side, the paternal side, I didn't know them as well. And so I felt as if there was a missing link, a missing chunk out of my life. So, and I knew that there were so many stories and so much richness that we needed to grab onto. So that's part of the why. But the other piece is I'm approaching the middle years. Okay. Oh, that's a nice way to put it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The golden <laughs> year. And, um, I want to make sure that as I age and as my parents start to age, that we're capturing a lot of this information. And so often, you know, we hear family stories and we've heard it a thousand times, but then some of the details start to go a little crazy and we can't remember exactly what the story was. And so it's a way of preserving this information for future generations to come. And I also think about young families who are just starting out and, again, giving them this blueprint, this template with which to build their family foundation on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. Well, you also say there's a lot we can learn about family legacy from pop culture families. And yes. dare I ask you to give some examples of those pop culture <laughs> families. You know, okay. Well, and it's interesting because when I first started writing this book, the landscape was a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So I'll start with 
the Cosby show. And I know that that's a little controversial. But that said, growing up, that was the show of choice. And it just showed in particular African-American families in this light that TV had not previously Mm -hmm. shown. And that just resonated with me. And I remember Thursday evenings, well, NBC. But Thursdays at one now, living well with Dr. Pez. Yes, of course. Back in the day, Thursday nights were the day, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so we think about iconic families such as that where we were exposed to history and culture and things along those lines. And now you have families that are, you know, uh, more popular for other reasons. So you can name the Kardashian family and say what you will about them. They have found a way to build their family empire. And not that we take everything from them, but I'm sure there are nuggets of wisdom Mm -hmm. that we can take. At least business, right? Absolutely. And and marketing and free PR, those are things. And, you know, you bring up uh, Bill Cosby, and and at the time you started writing the book, he was still America's dad, right? But um, that just really goes to show you how important family legacy is, that our reputation is part of our legacy, our character, the, the moral choices that we make and model for our kids are part of our legacy. And I would say that that's the most important part Mm -hmm. because the money can come and it's great but if you don't have the values behind it if you don't have that moral fortitude Mm -hmm. all of it is for naught and unfortunately in that situation so much good that was done through his work is almost being pushed by the wayside and and attempting to be discarded Mm -hmm. so we just we do have to be intentional and mindful about our reputation and what we're putting out there in the world and let me just say none of us are perfect of course we all fall short every single day but that said we still need to be mindful of what we're doing. Absolutely. My daughter, when she was a little girl, wanted to be a judge. Mm. And she's a twin. And um, I could leave my kids home alone at a young age, of course, legally. You know, yes. they were at the age where legally you could leave them. But I felt comfortable more so because I knew my daughter was going to keep my son in line. And, and they're the same age. Yeah, yeah they're <laughs> twins, seven minutes apart. And so I knew if anything went down, she would tell me because she had such a strong sense of right and wrong. Wow. And since I knew she wanted to be a judge I told her from a little girl they will go back in and and look at your history your life with a fine-tooth comb yes when you are ready to be confirmed as a judge so you know be intentional so there's nothing for them to find there you and go. from a young age her having kind of that compass and that goal in mind really helped her to make some good choices throughout her life and I think that's so important and especially in the generation that we live in where we put our stuff out there. It's sunny outside. Okay. We put it out there. <laughs> and we <laughs> on, put on social media. On social media. Mean, yeah. Yes. And so, again, being mindful of that, that mm-hmm. your reputation precedes you. Okay. Well, let's talk about these seven gifts. Yes. Um, and I'm going to ask you to just enumerate them, and then we'll go into depth in all of them. My goal is all seven. I okay, know, let's I do know it. we're two New Yorkers who, <laughs> who enjoy each other's company. Yes. And, and we have no problem with uh, chatting it up. But we're going to get through all seven. And um, would you like to read those seven or do you want me to you go for all it seven? And, mm-hmm. Okay. And you correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. So gift number one is your story. Mm-hmm. Number two is connection. Number three, health and well-being. Number four, learning slash culture slash slash intellect. Um, number five, five, yeah, I lost count. No, you're number good. five, the gift of preparation. Number six, the gift of compassion. Yes. And number seven, the gift of possibilities. I love it. All right. So let's start with the gift of your story. Ah, one of my favorites. So the gift of your story goes back to understanding who you are and where you come from. And so for many of us, 
doing that family tree, understanding our ancestry, because there's such wisdom in knowing where we come from. So for myself, and we have a family reunion coming up in another month or so, but we read our family history on my maternal family side, every family wow. reunion. It's written down. It's written down. Wow. Yes, yes. And isn't is your last name Mitchell? Your no, maiden name? Oh, okay. No. So and so this is I was the maternal we side. Had a well we do, here too. we'll get to okay, it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but on the maternal side, um, we trace it back to slavery. Mm. And so my great great grandmother was a slave. And so coming from that ancestry we can pinpoint not everything, but we knew that our great-great-grandmother was the child of, she was born um, outside of slavery. And that said, she and my great-great-grandfather met at church and they helped to found a church in South Carolina. So that's where wow. that background comes from. And um, from them came all the different, you know, siblings, et cetera, which ended up in Philadelphia. So that's my mom's side of the family, her branch. And what's wonderful about that is at least there, we talk about that history and we pay tribute to the, you know, the ancestors and all that they set forth. And in doing some of this research, and I jokingly say my mom is the family historian, so she <laughs> had her spreadsheet and it had all the family. It's always that one in the family. Yes, the yes. Excel exactly. Yes. Wizard, right? <laughs> well, the joke is, and I'm sure at some point she'll listen to this, she's not that good at spreadsheets. <laughs> my dad is. <laughs> so he did that for her and she yeah, just kind of filled in the, the exactly, okay. plug and play. <laughs> but my sister and I would joke because we're thinking, okay, when is she going to get over this hobby? But she's full on. <laughs> and so she was always the one where we said, well, who's this person in this picture? She's like, oh, that's uncle such and such. Mm. And when you're young and you hear this, you just don't pay attention. But now that I'm older and I know, again, that memories are starting to fade, I soak up this information. So I love that part. And especially now where we have these tools such as Ancestry.com mm -hmm. or other um, websites that we can turn to to trace the family history. And I'll just share this story with my dad's side. And I mentioned that's part of the, the lineage that, you know, we struggle with a little bit more. So my grandparents came to America when they were teenagers. And... Um, as a result, they left their family. They left everything that they knew. And they were from Jamaica. Jamaica. Sorry, yes, mm -hmm. they emigrated from Jamaica. And um, I went to Ancestry.com, and I was able to find the ship that they boarded in order to come from Jamaica to the U.S. Mm -hmm. And so it was just an incredible thing to see my grandmother's name, and it was her maiden name at the time, and what position they thought she was, and it was servant. And my grandfather, they had him listed as a butler, and just the terminology that they used at that time. So it's just fascinating when you can dig back and learn a little bit more about the history. Absolutely. That's wonderful. Now, what recommendations would you give someone who's adopted? And again, listeners, I'm speaking with the state attorney, Michelle Adams, and we'll take your calls in, in our next segment. Right now she's giving us um, the seven gifts your family needs for a strong legacy, and we're talking about the gift of story. Mm -hmm. Now, if someone is adopted, I have several friends who are adopted and, and or who have adopted children themselves. How, how do they go about finding out their story? You know, it's it's interesting because, again, now that we have, we're in this new, new age of technology, and I was listening to a story or watching something on one of the news broadcasts where the individual went and had her DNA tested. She just wanted to know. And it turned out that she had a sibling in another country 
that her father had given birth to when he was in the military. So it was in Vietnam and they had no idea. So I bring this up because now that we have all this DNA testing, if that person was interested, then there would be, um, there are now avenues that weren't open to them before. And you understand that at a certain age, we wanted to keep things private. So when a person was put up for adoption, oftentimes their records were sealed. And no one even conceived of the thought that we would have this ability to test DNA and be able to find out some more. So I would say this, tread lightly or tread carefully because sometimes we may discover things or we may open a jar that wasn't ready to be opened up at this point. But at the same time, especially for health reasons, it may be important for someone who was adopted to right. learn a little bit more about that history. And would there, the other family members have to have opted in to these same databases yes. to even find that match? So it's, that's kind of your, your clue that they want to be found. Right? You got it. Or it also could be that perhaps they had other children and maybe the parent didn't want it, but the other children just unknowingly said, oh, I want to get my DNA tested. And now they're in the database. So now it's kind of fair game. Yeah. So again, we, we want to proceed with caution yes. and try to find out whatever we can about our story, whether we are adopted or with our natural biological parents. Uh, but there are a lot of you know, skeletons in lots of people's closets and a lot of family secrets and a lot of things that maybe one part of the family knows that the other doesn't. Mm -hmm. So the gift of your story, it actually fills in all of those blanks and question marks when there are those secrets or parts of, of the story that are unknown, but we want to tread lightly. You got it. Again, listeners, I'm speaking with a state attorney, Michelle Adams, and we're talking about the seven gifts for a lasting family legacy. And you can give us a call at 303-477-5600 if you'd like to ask Michelle a question or if you want to share a little something about your family story and your family legacy, we'd love to hear from you. But when we come back, is uh, mental health an important part of your family legacy? Michelle Adams shares her thoughts when we return. Stay with us. Threats at our schools and workplace continue at an alarming rate and require an innovative approach to overall institutional safety. A 21st century safe school needs the right training, the right equipment, and the correct action plan to achieve a future-ready, safe learning environment. SSI Guardian's comprehensive, evidence-based solutions and Tier 1 Security Consulting is the only active shooter training in America with an accredited CEU. Don't trust your safety to just anyone. SSI Guardian is the only choice. Visit us at SSIGuardian.com. What if a psychologist with years of experience wrote a book revealing secrets that therapists know but usually don't share? And what if that book provided effective strategies for experiencing lasting change? That's exactly what you get with Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark's book, Do Something Different for a Change, an insider's guide to what your therapist knows but may not tell you. Celebrating 10 years in print, this self-help classic shares critical insights to help you understand and overcome the three common barriers to change, heal your emotional pain and emptiness, and strengthen your connection to your true self and others. In the easy-to-understand, down-to-earth style she's known for, Dr. Pegg clearly communicates fundamental principles and strategies for change and personal transformation. Read Do Something Different for a Change today and have a better tomorrow. Go to drpegradio.com slash books to purchase your copy today. 
Studies show that safety greatly impacts student learning and a teacher's ability to do what they do best. Be it broken furniture, a leaking roof, or more serious threat of violence, the 21st century Safe School by School Specialty addresses school safety from the emotional, social, and physical perspective. Don't wait another moment. Call 877-878-5800 or visit SSIGuardian.com. All right, welcome back, everyone. I got to put my glasses back on. <laughs> Thought I might be able to see without them, but I can't see. It's all a blur. Well, I'm your host, Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. This is Living Well with Dr. Peg, and we're in the second half of the of the year. Can you believe it, Michelle? Oh, no. Uh, have you accomplished the goals you had in mind for this year? Do you want to get unstuck and establish new habits that will keep you on track? Well, if you're finally ready to make those changes you've been meaning to make in your life, Contact me today to learn more about results coaching. All coaching is done by telephone, which makes it easy and efficient to experience the lasting change you desire. Go to drpegradio.com and click on coaching. And if you want to share the gift of change with a friend or loved one, you can also purchase a copy of the 10th anniversary edition of my book, Do Something Different for a Change. Again, go to drpegradio.com. And my guest today, State Attorney Michelle Adams, has written a book as well. Yes. And it's about the seven gifts you can leave your family for a lasting legacy. And uh, we're talking about the gift of your story. Before we jump into our second gift, Michelle, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Yes, please go to my website, coloradofamilylegacy.com. And the phone number is 720-432-9685. Okay, I'm impressed that you remember your own phone, phone number. Sometimes you got to oh. dial it out to <laughs> yes. remember. Very good. And again, I'll have a link to Michelle at drpegradio.com, and you can um, go to her website and get everything you need to know about getting on her mailing list. Uh, so when her book is released later this yes. year, you'll be among the first to know and first to be able to purchase it. VIPs. That's right. <laughs> so let's talk about the gift of connection, and we're going to have to make up a little time in this second segment because yes. our goal is to get through all seven gifts today. We got this. <laughs> we'll do so it. So the gift of connection. Yes. So we start off this particular gift with understanding who we want to be as a family. And so with that, it's identifying what our family values are. And we talked before about reputation and unfortunately how our family image could be tarnished because someone made a bad choice or mistake. And that we get that and we want to make sure that there's grace to that as well. That said, let us identify as a family unit what values are going to drive the things that we do. So are we going to be known as a family that loves to have fun, that loves adventure, um, that's compassionate, that, that gives back? And so as a family unit, you get to decide that. Now, if you said, well, supposing it's just me, supposing I'm single, I don't have any children, that's fine. You get to decide for yourself. In fact, it's better because there's less other opinions. Right. <laughs> well, in, in fact, having a vision for what you want your future family to look like, it would actually probably help you make a good selection for your marriage partner as well. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah I'm going to include that then yeah. in the book. Credit well, and you. again, um, I, last week I had um, Ron Deal on, who's an expert in blended families. Mm -hmm. And so this would also be, I think, especially relevant for a blended family when you have so many different 
uh, values and other family dynamics that the children are um, living with, but when they're in your household and in your family unit, what do you want that to look like? Yes, and you lay out those expectations in advance so everyone is on the same page. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's move on then. That was good. That was good the, and the gift yes. of um, The third gift, the gift of uh, health and well-being. Yes. Okay. And so this is uh, something that's important to me. That's the premise of this show is living well. Yes including physical health, mental health, spiritual well-being. Uh, what, so, what, what should we be thinking about in terms of this gift of health and well-being? The first thing that always comes to mind is how is the mental health, the emotional well-being of our family? And so many families, for various reasons, were under a lot of stress, and that stress then plays itself out with the children and with our dynamics with one another. One of the things that I used to do was um, working in the area of child welfare, and I still teach a class on child abuse. And you can see that when there is such heaviness in the family, how that not only impacts the children, but it could impact the parents' rights to keep the children in the home. So we want to make sure that we are setting the ground, laying the foundation for a healthy, mm -hmm. emotionally healthy family. Right, and and it's so important because because in my work mm -hmm. as a therapist, you see the fruit of that. You yes. see the effects of the you know to use an overused phrase, dysfunctional families. Yes, and so. Um, it's very rare to find anyone who doesn't have any dysfunction. Oh. You know, you can have a relatively healthy family upbringing, but there usually still are issues. That's right. And with this being the season of family reunions mm -hmm. and weddings mm -hmm. and graduations and family vacations, people are getting triggered out there oh, by yes. those childhood dynamics. And so the gift of getting your own counseling, getting your own healing clearing the air with your own family members and um, putting putting grudges behind you or getting the help you need to be able to move forward in, in peace with your family members is a beautiful gift. That's it. Um, so often, like you said, we're triggered by things and because we haven't done that self-work, that self-examination, we just continue to play this out and then that unfortunately results in conflict down the road. Mm -hmm. Well, again, listeners, this is Michelle Adams and she's an estate attorney and um, has an upcoming book called Family Strong, Seven Gifts of the Fa Strong Family Legacy. And um, we're uh, taking your calls today if you'd like to call in and talk about uh, your gifts that you've given your family in terms of the gift of your story or the gift of connection. And we'll be talking about several other uh, important gifts for your family. Feel free to give us a call or if you have a question for Michelle, we're at 303-477-5600. So anything else about uh, health and well-being? Yes. The other piece that really speaks to me, because I have younger kids who are now many adults, is the gift of your health history. Mm. So I remember, I don't know at what point I realized what my own family health history was, but whenever you go to the doctor and they ask you, well, does this run in your family? And I just know it, so I just check the box. And I remember about a year or so ago, my son, who is an adult now by law, mm -hmm. <laughs> said, hey, do we have this? Do we have this? And I'm literally on the phone with him as he's checking off the boxes. And I said, uh-oh, I really need to tell him about his family health history so that when he does these forms, he knows exactly what boxes to check off. Mm -hmm. So small thing, but a big thing. Yes. Well, for, again, for me having twins and whenever they went to the pediatrician, I always had two, two oh. clipboards and two sets of forms. I got in the habit 
from with them at a young age where mm -hmm. they were filling out their own and I was kind of giving them instruction because I couldn't do both at the same time. Smart. But they still, I probably need to be more intentional about making sure they've got that information. Yes, yeah, because again, it's important for them to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, also let's talk about spiritual well-being. Yes. Uh, at my church, we learned about the power of the blessing mm. uh, on our children. And I've had Craig Hill on my program before who talks about the seven important times in every person's life when we need a blessing. And he explains the biblical basis of that and the benefits of it. Talk about that gift of the blessing. Oh, this is actually the most important, I believe, under this particular gift, because again, that lays or it sets the parameters for that child and how they see him or herself. Mm -hmm. And so we know that our words have power and we know that our words have meaning. And so careless words that are spoken could land as a curse on that mm -hmm. child and so, or any other family member. So we want to make sure that we are speaking words of life, that we are speaking blessings over our children. And it doesn't always have to be perhaps, I bless you. It could be, I believe in you. Mm -hmm. You know, you are God's chosen. You have great things that are inside of you that need to come out and you're encouraging them. And that gives not only children, but it gives us all life and energy mm -hmm. and makes us believe, yes, I can do all things through right. Christ who strengthens That's me. Right. I am more than a conqueror. Mm -hmm. yes. And even the example I gave of my daughter, just calling her Judge Allie when she yes. was a little girl as a form of a blessing, mm -hmm. is uh, identifying those specific traits and skills and abilities that your child exhibits at a young age that you're kind of drawing out of them and really launching them into their purpose and destiny with those words. That's right. You know, I, I joke, and this will also come under the gift of possibility, so it's a nice tie-in, but my dad would call me Mighty Mouth <laughs> when I was a child. And I think when I was a child, I felt some kind of way about that. But it and, it, and what it really was doing was reminding me that, yes, I have the gift of speech mm -hmm. and the gift of communication. And so I'm going to use that, yes. not always in a way that they could appreciate. Right. Well, I mean, it's so interesting because I've had um, several friends who have children who love to debate Yes. And they love to ask why, and they love to kind of find out your reasons why you're telling them no, so they can give you reasons why you should say yes. And I always remind them that that kid could be a lawyer one day. That's don't, right. don't stifle that ability to analyze and debate. Yes, you want to channel it mm -hmm. and, and kind of mold it yes. so that they don't get themselves in trouble with you That's or right. other or adult authority else. figures. Yeah. But don't, don't uh, shut that down. Don't curse that gift of being able to analyze and, as you're saying, communicate and debate. You got it. Yeah. And, you know, I believe so often it's our own fear that we're just not quite sure what this gift is and we're afraid of being challenged, but let's explore it a little bit more. Absolutely. Well, you also talk uh, in your future, your upcoming book about family affirmations and family love letters. Yes. And I thought that was so cool. Uh, you know, as a therapist, we sometimes assign people affirmations, and I prefer when they uh, identify scripture that pertains to their situation so they can speak over themselves and meditate um, uh, in their minds and hearts about what God says about them that is true. Mm -hmm. um, but we can call those affirmations, and we think of those usually for the individual. But yeah. explain what you mean by a family affirmation and then writing family love letters. Yes. So this one I am going to give credit to a very, very dear friend of mine whose first name is Dawn. <laughs> 
and she does. And you have all these other best friends saying, "Wait, I, I thought I was her very, very dear friend." But there's room in your heart. There's for room them in all. my heart for all. <laughs> and she and her family would do family love letters right around the holiday, mm. and I loved this idea because it's the written word and there's yes there's something powerful about a word spoken over you but can you imagine having this letter that you can refer back to during those moments of i'm not feeling so good about myself oh yeah but my sibling wrote me this letter my parent wrote me this letter to remind me of my value and my importance not only to them but to this world so if there's one tangible right now gift to give to people please just at some point within the next 30 days, write a love letter to someone in your family, whether it's a child, a spouse, a significant other, a parent, write that love letter. And that's one of the recommendations that Craig Hill gives. I, I mentioned earlier, uh, he came to our church and he's written a book about the power of the family blessing. And he talks about um, the seven times in our lives where we need a blessing. And the last one is at old age that we now need to turn around and bless our parents, where the previous six times the parents are blessing the children. And he recommends that you do it either at an 80th birthday party or, you know, 75th, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you do it verbally, preferably in public, yes. with a lot of people around, even if it might embarrass them and they cry. Mm -hmm. And then you also write it down mm -hmm. and present that written uh, blessing to them. So I, I really love what you're saying. Uh, you know, God wrote things down too. That's right. That's right. <laughs> He's a God of the now, spoken word and written word. And so the writing things down is very important. Very important. Mm -hmm. Just real quick to the 80th birthday piece. So my dad last year celebrated his 80th mm -hmm. birthday and he's a very private, very quiet, but we had this big celebration. So when you talk about doing something in public mm -hmm. and it might be a little embarrassing. And one of the stories that really stood out was he, he grew up in Brooklyn and his next door neighbors or the people who lived across the street, three three girls, and he essentially was kind of like their surrogate big brother. So he would babysit, etc. They came to this 80th birthday celebration, which was just amazing. And they told the stories about how, because he was his big brother, he was actually the first person to take them to go see Santa Claus. And, and then he wrote letters when he went to the military. And one of the letters talked about, have you learned to ride a bike yet? And the little girl felt like, oh my gosh, my big brother, George wants to make sure that I know how to ride a bike. So she practiced and practiced. So by the time she came back, he came back home, she knew how to ride a bike. But to your point, they wrote this down. Yeah. So now he has something tangible to remind him of, yes, your life had purpose and meaning. Right. Mm -hmm. And not only does that benefit that the family member while they're alive, but now it becomes part of the archival evidence for the gift of your story that you right. actually have in, in in addition to the glow in the dark cross yes. <laughs> you also have these letters or or these uh written Testimonies. documents that's yeah. right awesome mm -hmm. well let's talk about the gift of learning culture mm -hmm. and intellect and again i'm speaking with the state attorney michelle adams and we're talking about how to keep your family legacy strong so talk about the gift of learning or culture and intellect. i keep saying oh yeah that's my favorite too they're mm -hmm. all <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. But what I love about this is the gift of curiosity to make sure that your child is curious about the world. And I remember growing up, we literally had books everywhere. So I'm of a certain generation where we had the encyclopedias. Yes, and course. I was that little nerdy child who would take out letter A and start yes, flipping through. Yes. And that's what you did in the summer <laughs> yes. when you were quote unquote bored. Exactly. Right? <laughs> you wouldn't admit you're bored because no. you'd be cleaning instead yes. of enjoying reading letter A in the encyclopedia. Exactly. <laughs> 
And so we had that around us. We had the magazines. And one of the best things I think as parents we can do is give children the, the love of learning of books. And so And when you say books, mm-hmm. do you mean literal books? Yes. Some, there's something to be said about paper books, not Absolutely. just Kindles and ebooks. You're right there with okay. me. And research has shown, I don't have the stats for it, but research has shown that if a child grows up, even with a few books in the home, that that will increase their ability to learn. And so having the bookcase, having the books that they can tangibly hold on and flip through, there's nothing, like you said, like that feeling. And if buying the books is outside of your budget, there's the library. library. I'm a big fan of the Denver <laughs> Public too. Library as yes. well as Arapahoe That's right. Public Library system here in Colorado are awesome. Yes, yes. And then one other piece tied to that, and again, budgets are what they are, but for me, one of my favorite memories, well, a few, travel. So giving the gift of travel mm. to the child at, under the umbrella of curiosity. Mm-hmm. And it was Walt Disney World when I was about four years old, and we still have the pictures. And you might say, how did you remember anything from four, four years old? Oh, you do. (laughs) I remember a backpack and Pan Am Airlines. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And another kind of um, additional benefit, I think, of the gift of travel, Mm -hmm. especially if you're doing a lot of uh, road trips in the car. Yes. It teaches you the gift of patience, Mm -hmm. the gift of creativity, because you got to keep yourself occupied, Mm -hmm. the gift of conflict resolution. Because there's that sibling (laughs) that will push you. And so today, everyone has all the technology in their cars Mm -hmm. where kids are all plugged into their private little devices watching movies for hours at a time. No one's talking to each other. No one's looking at the scenery. Mm -hmm. No one is um, learning something new about their environment around them that's passing them by. That's right. Slug bug game. When the kids were younger, we would do slug bug. That's right. (laughs) Awesome. Well, we have just about a minute in this segment, Mm -hmm. and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the last three gifts. And again, I'm speaking with um, Michelle Adams, a state attorney, Michelle Adams, and we're talking about her upcoming book, Family Strong, Seven Gifts for a Lasting Family Legacy. And so, again, you can connect with Michelle, get on her mailing list to get an advanced copy of her. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm maybe pushing you too far. That's okay. We'll put it out <laughs> to, there. To be among the first to know about when her book is yes. coming about. How about that? Yes. You can go to my website, drpegradio.com, and I'll have a link to Michelle Adams. And so when we come back, we'll talk about um, the additional uh, gifts including the gift of possibilities. I love that one. So stay with us. This is Living Well with Dr. Peg. We'll be right back. Schools are increasingly adopting 21st century learning strategies. However, safety largely remains absent from the conversation and fragmented efforts continue allowing for security gaps. Studies show effective learning can only exist when students and teachers feel safe. As the industry leader providing innovative educational solutions for more than 58 years, School Specialty has created the 21st Century Safe School, which aligns next generation learning best practices with proven safety solutions focused on the mental, physical, and emotional well-being of every student, teacher, and school employee. From early childhood solutions to advanced training for teachers and administrators, the 21st Century Safe School is the most complete and comprehensive approach available to schools and universities. As a parent, you have every right to demand that your child is afforded the safest environment. Take action today by calling us at 877-878-5800 and learn more about this innovative approach at SSIGuardian.com. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark. Do you ever make changes, but after a few days, weeks, or even months, you slip back into your old behaviors and patterns? If you want something different, you've got to do something different. Yet most people won't do what's required to experience the lasting change they say they want. Why? Because change is hard, it's scary, and it comes at a cost. If you're ready for change, join me for a one-day, do something different for a change, personal transformation retreat. In this intensive yet intimate retreat, you'll learn fundamental principles and strategies for lasting change and transformation and craft a customized plan that you can put into action right away. Contact me today to schedule your own private VIP, do something different for a change, personal transformation retreat. Go to drpegradio.com retreat. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with Michelle Adams, a state attorney, and you can connect with her at drpegradio.com. And this is Living Well with Dr. Peg, brought to you every Thursday from 1 to 2 on KLZ 560 AM. And we are proudly sponsored by SSI Guardian, who set the new standard in advanced safety education. Well, we're talking about Michelle's upcoming book. Uh, later this year, she's releasing a book called Family Strong, and yes. you can check out the hashtag Family Strong. Hashtag Family Strong. <laughs> Seven gifts every family needs uh, to leave a, a strong family, strong and lasting family legacy. And so we've been talking about uh, the first four gifts. We're doing really well. We, we only are. have to talk about three in this last segment. We got this. And if, yeah, if we mm. get, get there really fast, we'll have all kinds we'll of back. other time to talk about New York and everything <laughs> else, right? <laughs> so let's talk about the gift of preparation. This is okay. what I usually have you on the show talking about and uh, just really important information. And again, just finished working with you, my husband and I, on our estate planning and um, power of attorney and all the, that good stuff. And so, again, if our listeners are needing help with that, they can reach out to you, Michelle Adams. Yeah. So talk about the gift of preparation in regard to all of this estate planning, but there's also um, preparation in terms of building our wealth and businesses and being an entrepreneur. So yes. talk about that. So couldn't do the book without talking about yeah. the gift of preparation. Yeah. And... Yes, estate planning is one of the essential pieces of it, but there are so many other areas. So first and foremost is getting a sense, an overview of what you have in terms of the material assets. And I was purposeful not to include this as the first gift because I don't want that to be the primary right. driver, but we know that for a strong family, it needs yeah. to be included. And so often, a lot of us put our heads in the sand because we don't want to deal with the financial aspects of it. And it could be a history, a generational thing, or it just could be where you're at at that present point. And we all have our stories. I have mine. I share it in the book. You know, I, I've gone through my highs, lows, and in-betweens. And at the same time, we just have to be honest about what we're dealing with. And if you don't know information, there's no shame in reaching out to someone to get that assistance. So often, I think we feel like we need to know everything. I don't. You know, I need to go to a financial planner to know what my assets and how they should be invested. So financial planning. And tied to that would be the debt reduction, because I believe that that's one of the factors that creates so much of that stress that we were talking about in our families. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't experienced 
the stress of what debt is, believe me, it's nothing pleasant. It's hard enough on you while you're alive in yes. your life and trying to make ends meet and take care of your family, but imagine passing that debt on. And I imagine there's some kinds of debts that get forgiven when we die, but other debts get passed on and our family has to deal with. You got it. And especially if it was a situation where two people co-signed on a loan. Mm -hmm. So, and that we see that a lot with student loans where, you know, a family member wants to help out and so if the first person dies well yeah that debt dies but the person who's still remaining the survivor that debt will still live on and so it's being mindful of the debt that you're taking on and working with someone to reduce the debt that you have because it's a bondage and yeah. it's something that we all strive to be right. free of. And another thing that I, I've seen that's pretty common is debt on a home. And that's usually the one debt most people are okay with. You yes. have a mortgage. But what I've seen is um, homes where... It could be passed on in the family, but the person owes too much upon their death. That's right. And the family members who might very well want to live in that home or have it as a second home, keep it as a family home, they cannot afford the mortgage. Or even worse, I feel, is it's the house is paid for, but they can't afford the taxes. That's on it. right. The so, upkeep. Yeah. How mm -hmm. can we how can we plan to be able to leave that kind of real estate debt or debt-free or manageable debt on real estate as part of our legacy. So I would definitely stress speaking with a financial planner because there are tools, there are products that people could invest in. In particular, you know, there's life insurance and I'm not a life insurance, I don't sell it, but I know a little bit and I know that if you have that just as at the very basic level, that can help a family right. build that generational wealth. That's how the wealthy do mm -hmm. it. You know, they have these yes. insurance that policies. That was um, advice I've heard before is if you have a life insurance policy at the minimum, have it at the amount that would pay off the debt on your home, especially if your kids are minors. And yes. they might be able to still live in that home. Exactly. And I believe that every person hearing this who has minor children, please have life insurance so that if something happens to you, those children can be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Again, not being a financial planner, but usually we talk about eight to 10 times whatever your salary is so that that money would be there for the benefit of those children. And now I'm about to put on my estate planning hat yes. to say, and please don't name those children as beneficiaries of that life insurance policy because we don't want our kids at the age of 21 to be able to now cash in and who knows what they're going to do with right. it. Right. <laughs> and so you've talked about on other programs, uh, and we, we won't spend the time today because we have two other gifts to talk about, yes. but uh, I have archives of several episodes that you've been on before where you've talked about some of these strategies for uh, how to ensure that your child has the maturity to be able to receive a, a financial gift upon your, your death. So check the archives. Absolutely, yes. You can just go to drpegradio.com and in the search box, just put in Michelle Adams and you'll see all the episodes that she's shared some valuable information on uh, here on the show in the past. Uh, anything else you want to talk about mm -hmm. in terms of preparation before we move on to our gift number six? Yes. So one of the things that also stands out, I work with families who do have a business and we want to make sure that there is a succession plan for that business. Mm -hmm. Because again, we don't want to have that situation where mom and dad have worked all their lives for whatever the business is and now they pass or they get ill and we have infighting or we have complete walking away mm -hmm. from because no one knows what to do. Right. And one of my favorite shows is Queen Sugar on the OWN Network. And that 
highlights that very issue of succession planning. There was a family farm. Well, who's going to take over that family farm and how are we going to delegate those responsibilities? Right. And that's part of that. Um, um, that would, would be a gift of teaching your children. And we, you know, we see family businesses that are such and such and sons, yes. you know, that like, we grew up in a generation where that was a common name for a business where they were being mentored in the business and apprentices in the business. They work summer jobs, after school jobs in the business. And the parents were very intentional about making sure they had the information and the and the ability to take over the family business. That's right. Yeah. I grew up, um, my neighbors owned a bakery and their sons would work in the bakery every day during the summer in particular. And I know at the time, you know, they were kids, they wanted to have fun and hang out, but this was the family business. And so they knew this was the role that they were going to play. Long story short, neither one of them ended up in the business, but they did have other family members who stepped in, okay. but there was a plan. Yeah, great, great. Well, my daughter is in graduate school right now. Uh, in rehabilitation psychology. So I'm trying to figure out how to pull her into my succession plan. <laughs> you never know, I might be living well with Allie Norwood That's one day. right. <laughs> Love it. So let's talk about gift number six, the gift of compassion. Yes. So, you know, we live in a time and an age where I believe the soul of, of our country and the world is, is hurting right now. And I always take joy when you hear those stories of people doing good things mm -hmm. because we don't always hear about that. And so what I mean by the gift of compassion is instilling in our children, our family members, that we have an obligation to give back. And no matter what you have, what you think, it's not always about the money. It's about your time and your talents and whatever gifts that you can lend to someone else. So when our kids were young, one of the things that we would do in particular on Christmas morning go to the local nursing home and walk through and sing Christmas carols. And when the kids were young, of course, they wanted to open their Christmas presents. But I said, you know what? <laughs> we're going to do this first because I want you to realize what you have been gifted, what you have been blessed with, and how you can be a blessing to someone else. I'm not saying you have to go buy people things if you want to do that, great. But in this moment, this is what we're going to do as a family. Mm -hmm. So it's giving them that sense of, there is something that you can do for someone else, identify what it is, and then live it out. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's wonderful. And that it doesn't have to be monetary. Exactly. Uh, that you can give the gift of your time and, and your talent, your abilities, as you said. Um, talk about um, family foundations. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of like the family business and mm -hmm. kind of raising your kids to be able to take that over one day. But what about a family foundation? And do you have to be rich to have a family foundation? So... One would say, now, the foundation in the very technical sense of the word, you should have a couple of million in order to do all the legalities that are associated okay. with setting so up a family foundation. So if anyone wants to donate a couple million to me, I can me. start a yeah. family foundation. There we go. <laughs> Love that. But in a very pure sense... Anyone can start a foundation. We don't have to call it that. We can call it a family donor fund or something along those lines where it might be more like a few thousand dollars. And what I love actually is hearing about stories of people who they might have maybe $2,000, but they want to gift two $1,000 scholarships to a young person who's going to college. Or 
They might want to gift um, monies for uh, a kid to go to summer camp or something along those lines. So it's not a formal foundation, but it's the structure of one. Mm -hmm. And what's really great about this is that it allows young people in particular to have lend their voice to the issues and concerns that they care about. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the parents saying, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it. You're really tapping into that young person saying, tell me more about what issues, what causes you're concerned mm -hmm. about. And as a family, let's talk about this and make a decision. One of, uh, there's someone who I know who's has a family foundation in the more formal sense of the word and every Thanksgiving they come together and they make decisions as a family unit as to which nonprofits they are going to support. And again, taking the dollar amount of it, it's having that interaction and being able to manage conflict because of course you may want one thing, I may want something else, but learning that give and take. And mm -hmm. so that's an important skill for anybody to learn. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. And my um, brother-in-law, Fred Gales Jr., has a, I don't know if it's an official foundation, but he has a um, golf tournament every ah. year coming up in July. And um, I believe the, the funds go to juvenile diabetes. So yes. that's something that is an issue in, in his family. And so he's done this, you know, something he loves, golf. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's able to pull people together and raise money and it, folks can have a good time, but it's for a good cause as well. And that's what I'm talking about. I love it. We don't have to put so much brain power. We don't have to make it so legally technical. It's wanting to do something and give back. Right. And we found a way to do it. Your brother-in-law found mm -hmm. a way to do it. Absolutely. And to involve the kids, again, that's mm -hmm. part of the legacy of the gift of compassion is yes. teaching them to think about others and right. to um, be able to uh, take what you have or what you know in your time and put it in service to someone else is just a beautiful lesson for families to learn. All right, well, let's talk about, I can't believe it, we've got a ton of time and Yay. we can go back to any yes. of the other gifts and we can take our caller, our listeners' calls. Uh, we're going to get to the uh, gift of possibilities, mm -hmm. the last gift, gift number seven. And again, I'm speaking with a state attorney Michelle Adams, and you can ask her a question about anything having to do with estate planning, legacy planning, these seven gifts that you're learning about here today. You can give us a call at 303-477-5600. And again, if you want to reach out to Michelle professionally for estate planning, uh, legacy planning and mediation and all the host of other legal services she provides, you can connect with her through my website at drpegradio.com. So let's talk about the gift of possibilities, which oh. will one day be your children's book related to this topic that we're talking about today. That's right. So when we think about children, we think about all that there is that they have come to bring into the world. And in one sense, we're here to help guide that. And there was a quote I wrote, um, children are not things to be molded, but things, but people to be unfolded. Oh, nice. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. <laughs> Wow. And it's reminding ourselves that they are people in and of themselves. So we need to take care in unfolding mm -hmm. that emerging, per, emerging person. And so for a lot of us growing up, it probably went something more like this. Kids should be seen and not heard. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I believe to a large degree that it's a disservice where we need to give children the, the, the ability to discover who they are. And... Where this came from, believe it or not, was a trip to Louisville. And for those who are from Louisville, I know I might not be pronouncing it correctly, but that's my East, way, East Coast way of doing it. 
Muhammad Ali has a center there. And I was just so inspired when I went to check to see this center. And it just reminded me that if you give someone just a little bit, we don't know what can unfold mm -hmm. as a result. And so I think about this next generation and how do we how are we intentional about developing their skills, their traits, their strengths. There is a book and it's um, you know, uh, discover your strengths. And I believe it was Marcus Buckingham or the Gallup folks that did this book, mm -hmm. but there's one now specifically for children or for parents and letting them know, take the time to understand, as you mentioned before, Allie, you know, was very, she was good with that critical thinking, that debating skill. So what can you do to kind of coax out that gift a little bit more? Again, within reason, right. want her to be respectful. Um, and then you have kids who say, well, I want to be an artist. And someone may say, oh, I don't know, that's not going to make a lot of money. Right. Yes, that's common. <laughs> yes. But how else can we find a way to monetize this so that the young person is being true to who they are, but they're also having a way to make a living for themselves? Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's so much with this particular gift. I think about friends of mine who have children who they nurtured that gift of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. So there's one um, friend whose son started a business and it was like a candy sushi business. Oh, I, I've Do had you, him on my show. Miles. Love Miles. Miles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> candy, uh, candy sushi yes. is the name of the company, Ex isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they were so great in helping him to incorporate and putting him out on that mm -hmm. stage with Nickelodeon and, yeah, and all yeah. of that. I have yeah, another... And I had him on the show before he blew up. Too. Well, see, yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> and then you think about, and I watch a lot of Shark Tank, yeah. but I love seeing those, those child entrepreneurs yeah. and giving them the chance to really explore what it is that they can do and the thing as parents so often we try to project protect them from rejection mm -hmm. but this is a great way for them in a safe environment to challenge and push and discover what they were here what mm -hmm. their purpose is here on this earth yeah that's great and you know it's a balance between we were talking earlier about uh, the gift of preparation and preparing your children to take over the family business. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, it, is that their interest exactly. or is that their gifting? That's right. And maybe introducing them to it as a possibility without it being a foregone conclusion. Would that be your recommendation? Yes. And the guilt that goes along with it. So heaven forbid the child says, no, oh, I don't think I want right. to do that. <laughs> and then the parent is, no, 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 you must do that. Mm -hmm not allowing that to happen, really not putting that guilt on that child that they have to take up the mantle and carry on the family business. Mm -hmm. It's their life. And one of the things that we hear a lot is, oh, that's my mini me. And it's like, well, no, that's not your mini me. That's her, that own individual you. Yes. You are one person. The other person needs to develop their own strengths. Right. And they might look just like you, yes. I think is usually what people are thinking. But that does communicate something. Uh, even, you know, my pet peeve is in people do it all the time but when you name your twins rhyming names yes. and so it's almost like they can't have their own separate identity so we we can have children who look like us but they're not our mini me's we got to expose them to possibilities so they can truly be who god created them to be it's never too late to give these seven gifts if you need some tips reach out to michelle adams you can find her on my website at drpegradio.com listeners thanks so much for tuning in we're here every thursday on klz 560 and online at drpegradio.com thank you so much michelle adams thank you my guest has been michelle adams and i'm dr peggy mitchell clark reminding you to live well my life like it's golden
We hope you've enjoyed this presentation of Living Well with Dr. Peg. For more information or to contact Dr. Peggy Mitchell-Clark about her mental health or consulting services, please visit her webpage at drpegradio.com.